From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm here with the fabulous Brian Mendoza, who wears many hats on the show. He's co-host, <laughs> uh, interviewer at Times, runs the board, and he does research on, over there on his trusty laptop. So he's invaluable to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Now I got to sing your praises. <laughs> now you know. Gilgallen, the, no. the heart of the show. That's all I got to no. say, the heart. No, okay. This, this I didn't mean this to be a love fest. Okay. <laughs> I am so excited that we have a friend of mine, Linda Peterson, as our guest today. She's a fabulous. A musician, singer, pianist, um, I think tours all over the country, maybe the world, and she's back in the desert uh, for the season and at Backstreet Bistro uh, every Saturday. I think it's 12 to 3. Hi, Linda. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. How fun to hear your voice again after all this time. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't talked to you in ages because I think, I'm sure it was before the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, all the COVID, yes, I went home very abruptly two years ago and just came for two and a half weeks, just played three Saturdays last year, but wasn't enough time to see all my darlings, you know? Yeah. And tell me, remind me where home is. Where did you go back to? Home is Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're uh, a family of musicians from there. We just mm-hmm. got inducted into the um, the uh, Minnesota Music Hall of Fame. My son plays with Michael Bolton. Brother plays with Fleetwood Mac, and and on and on I could go. Our folks were great jazz musicians, mm-hmm. and we just have this legacy of music and have had a ball with it all of our lives. That is so great. Yeah, that, I meant to, to ask you about having a musical family. So, well, congratulations on that honor. That's fabulous. Oh, yeah. we were so. It, it really is nice. Judy Garland's in there, and uh, Soul Asylum, and a few other notables, and now no. Now, so are the Petersons, so we're very excited about that. So how many Petersons are there? It's a pretty large family, isn't it? Well, yes, in our immediate family, there are five of us, and uh, we're all musicians. My sister Patty is a wonderful vocalist. She'll come out and play a night with me at Backstreet Jazz Evening in March sometime, and then Billy, my brother Billy, is a wonderful jazz upright bassist. He's played all over the world with jazz luminaries, and then for real money he had a stint with the steve miller band for 25 years wow and then ricky's been with david sanborn for 30 years and also now more lately is with stevie nicks and fleetwood mac and little brother's been with prince and many other many other musicians and my son jason has been in the michael bolton band playing Mm -hmm. saxophone for about 14 years now wow now i have to ask you with all (laughs) is there ever any competition with uh, with uh, within the family of you know i mean because you're all so talented and successful ever competition well i i wouldn't i wouldn't yes in in a way because we want to be great for each other uh-huh. we are others peers so so not competition for gigs per se uh-huh. but 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 we keep that edge for each other because we want the approval of mm-hmm. each other if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm so, yeah. so, so your your parents were so this was like the family legacy from way back, right? Your parents were musical, also. Yes, exactly right. My mother and dad were both uh, wonderful, brilliant pianists, and the joke all the time growing up was, uh, uh, "Who's the better piano player, Jeannie or Willie?" Dad played the organ for the ballpark for the Minnesota Twins from its inception till uh-huh. he became ill and. Uh, died at a young age unfortunately Aww. and then mother took over and played for the twins for three years and they did all the local 
the, the high society dances. Dad was a band leader and mother would go out and lead one of the bands. And I, I, I just, we had that, we had that, uh, musical legacy. In fact, we, a, a joke that we have in our family is when we were kids, we'd say, well, what does your dad play? You yeah. Know, just assuming everybody was a musician. Yeah. And so now did you, did you all study formally or just kind of pick it up through parents and did you play by ear or did you study? Some of each. Okay. I went to Holy Angels and got my little knuckles wrapped on by the nuns for several years. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, took some uh, popular piano lessons at McPhail, which is our big music school in the Twin Cities. And so we had some of each. We, uh-huh. we had some formal lessons and we had just the legacy in the household. In my folks' era, they were playing all the great jazz tunes, the, you know, the Duke Ellingtons and mm-hmm. the... And all of that, and I remember my dad saying to us, "Your you kids are going to your kids are going to come around to the good music again." When we were listening to the Rolling Stones and all the mm-hmm. stuff they didn't like, you know. Yeah. But uh, we and then mother always said, "Well, just be a well-rounded musician. Know the tunes. Know all the tunes. Be familiar with the genres, you know." Yeah. And so I tried to do that so that I can cover the basis because I like to play for good singers of which you are definitely one my friend I hope you'll come over and sing with me I absolutely well thank you so much you're very kind well for this the truth <laughs> this gal can sing folks <laughs> so so um so tell me so you uh you knew very early on this was going to be your career so where did you go once you left home and out on the road professionally where where did you head first New York City ah New York Yep, I had a, I had a contract with RCA Records in 1975 and went out that way and and uh, stayed there for just a couple of years. Met my husband there and then we thought we wanted to go to California, so that we did that and uh, then came back home when my our daughter was born in 1978 and. Um, um, then I went over to then I went to Denmark and have spent my a lot of my jazz career making some discs in in Denmark. They had such a flourishing jazz scene over there. And um, then I, the most recent disc that I did was down in Buenos Aires, Argentina, with a great great guitar player, uh, Luis Salinas, who my brother Ricky, who's a producer of many many great artists, he um, introduced me to Luis, and I just. Loved that those boleros and that mm-hmm. that music from south of the border. So that that was my um, that was my great love to go down and do that too. So just kind of all all uh, encompassing of the music to get back to that, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian has a question for you. I wanted to ask. Yep. Hey, I actually wanted to ask you about Buenos Aires Dreams because I was looking at the poster for it. And I was kind of fascinated for the album cover. I don't know if you remember, but like it's a cover of you next to like a very painted wall. And I wanted to get your um, opinion about why is that the album cover? I love it, I, but I wanted to know specifically it, what inspired that to be the album cover. It is actually it is actually a museum for the uh, artist who wrote uh, El Dia Que Mi Quieres, which is uh, their their great tango song, their song of Argentina, and there is um, there's a, a, a that is the wall of his museum there. Mm. And and it's so it's a true wall in it's a piece of art it's a wall in Buenos Aires and then the picture that you see on the back is of my son he happened to be traveling with Michael Bolton at the time we did that session and that's a beautiful area that we're standing in called Recoleta and the restaurant we're standing in front of is where our our famous American actor Robert Duvall he married an Argentine girl and that's his restaurant it's that's where he 
would always go. So it's just such a colorful city. It's like a big European city. You you don't realize you're in South America. That's great. So I want to ask you what um, you play pretty much everything, right? I mean, as far as genres. I yeah, I do the. I'm a little short short in the in the uh, country department. Yeah. I know a few of yeah. the tunes, but that, that I wouldn't say that's my genre. Yeah. I loved all the soul music from from our generation, Bonnie, you know, and, and, yeah. and uh, you know, a lot, I've got a lot of Beatles tunes and a lot from my parents' generation, the Cole Porter, the, yes, yes. the church ones. I've got lots of stuff from there that like dad always said, that music st- stands the test of time. And the new kids will come back to this good music. And, and he was right. Ever- he was right. He Absolutely. Was right. Yeah. How, how, how would you describe your, um, your st- your style as, as an entertainer, as a musician, how would you describe your style? I think Diana Krall has put me on the map because in two words I can say Diana Krall. If you like okay. her, you probably like me. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a nice comparison, yeah. And when you go to, I know you don't, you're always working and traveling and doing all this stuff, but whenever you get a chance, if you ever get a chance to go sit down and, and go hear somebody else, go see somebody else, some other uh, musician, singer, I would love to ask this question of, what do you look for? What are you hoping to see and to hear from another performer? I like to hear good chords. I like to hear a good singer with a voice like yours. I mean it. A pleasing voice that's just easy on the ears that you could sit and listen to the whole night, not screaming in my ear. Just, <laughs> I like I like pleasant music. Yeah. I like a restaurant with a piano. Yeah. You know, that builds a backdrop for it's such an ambiance that's created if you have a piano in a restaurant, I think, you know. And, and I, I love beautiful Spanish guitar. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. Well, beautiful players in town here. And unfortunately, I don't know their names to roll them off my tongue, but I yeah. know they're here. And and so that's the kind of stuff I like. If I go out to dinner, I, I want to hear a pianist or a good right. Spanish right. style guitarist and, and a good singer who's just playing the, singing the tune, yeah. you know? Yeah. Brian has another question. You know, funny enough, like, um, talking about Spanish guitar, the first person I imagine is Jose Feliciano. I don't know if you're a fan of him, but like... Oh, sure. Back in the day, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And he, I loved him. Even his, like, television theme song, Chico and the Man, I loved it. And I wanted <laughs> to... A- so- yeah. I-, I wanted to ask you, you know, what is because we're talking about other musicians and what you see in their qualities. And so I was wondering, what is the biggest risk you've ever seen a musician take? Whether it was successful or not, I'm always curious, and I've always wanted to ask other musicians about this, what is the biggest risk you've ever seen a musician take? Oh, interesting. I, can, I have it in, clearly in my mind. I just went to see my brother, Billy, who, as I mentioned, is a phenomenal, probably of the top five in the world jazz bass players. <laughs> Wonderful. And we have a beautiful club called Crooners, and they have a, a room with a, a Steinway piano in it, and there's a, a, a musician, a, a, a great piano player named Billy Carruthers, who plays kind of, they're, they're true jazz players. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to digress too far from your point, but to take chances, I've never seen such chances taken as as witnessed by this evening I just spent in the company of this Billy Carruthers on piano, a great drummer from Milwaukee, and my brother Billy 
you you talk about just getting left hung out to dry and and being able to find square one again. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. The jazz world is the biggest chances I've ever seen musicians take, and funny enough, they come back together and it works if they're if they're brilliant like these guys. And and uh, and to that point too, you can go. I could go to Moscow, Russia. And get up on the stage, and if all the guys in the band, never having seen each other before, knew the tune we were going to play, let's take Satin Doll, everybody yeah. knows it. Mm-hmm. We, I could get up there and play that tune with them, and the audience would be bewildered that we'd never played be- together before. Right. Right, that, uh, that's what I love about jazz musicians. Absolutely. Well, so you're are, are now you're at Dr. Street Beaster now every Saturday for the foreseeable future of the season. Yes, every Saturday, but the last one in Feb because our family has a big uh, University of Minnesota gala. We have a a, a Peterson family jazz okay. scholarship thing, and it's the night of the gala, so that okay. is the only one I'll miss. But otherwise, uh, three Saturdays now in February and four Saturdays in March. 12 to 3? Uh, I'll be there peacefully. Is yeah. it 12 to 3? 12, uh, 12.30 to 3 o'clock. Okay. And uh, I just want to add that there are new owners. And, and um, Brian, you'll get a kick out of this. The new owner is from Argentina. In fact, I haven't met him yet. He's in Argentina right now. Excellent. And so oh, we'll awesome. have... We'll have a lot to talk about. They've added some lovely pizzas to their menu. For those of you who know the menu, many of the wonderful items are still in place, and now they have pizzas as well. Good food. Fabulous. Blackstreet Bistro in Palm Desert. If you haven't been there, check it out. Linda Peterson, Saturdays, 1233, playing great music. Thank you so much for talking with me. I'm going to come out and see you real soon. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait. Thank you both. Thank you, Linda. All right. Thank you to everybody listening, and we'll talk to you next time on The Desert Scene.